Welcome to another episode of Growth Marketers Podcast. I'm Samuel Timothy. And I'm Taylor Rowe. Today's episode, we dove into social media. One question that we get asked all the time is which social media channel is best? And I think it's a bit of a flawed question, uh, which social media channel is best. Whenever someone's looking for one singular solution to a lot of different problems, uh, I always think that it's a little bit of a flawed question. But we dove into kind of some of those variables that you need to consider when choosing a social media platform, how you want to measure success. Obviously, we're talking about B2B here. So B2B versus B2C. I think there's a lot of great insights in this episode. And again, it's something that people ask all the time. So Really enjoyed the opportunity to clear the air on on some of these topics. Enjoy the episode. Today, Taylor, we're we're talking about, you know, there's a lot of misunderstanding and confusion around social media and specifically in the B2B space, you know, what platform is right for you, how to leverage it properly. And obviously there's a lot of gurus um, spreading a lot of, you know, a lot of different messages around this topic. So so we want to get into the weeds a little bit about uh, helping other marketers, especially in the B2B space, how to best look at social media as part of their marketing mix. Sure. Yeah. And I think that's an important distinction, right? That we're, we're talking about B2B. So um, in this scenario, in this, in this podcast, so if you're interested in you know, answering this question for you know, e-commerce or your retail store or whatever that may be, um, you know, not to say this isn't applicable, but what we're focusing on is is how we leverage this uh, this channel or social media as a channel for um, our clients in the B two B space. So, people ask that all the time, right? Um, and I don't, for whatever reason, people always want to have one answer, one solution. Uh, you know, what is the best? So, it's the one singular platform. If you're going to invest into one platform on social, uh, what's going to be the best for B two B? Um, and so we wanted to kind of demystify that a little bit and, and uh, explain, you know, our, our beliefs and, and how we think social media should be used and should be leveraged. So I guess let's first look at uh, what social media channels are, are available to us today, right? I mean, when it comes to uh, social, it's, it seems like there's a new platform popping up all the time. Um, you know, you have uh, Facebook and, and Instagram and uh, LinkedIn, Twitter. Uh, and you have newer platforms like Snapchat and TikTok and all these different uh, channels, right? Uh, some people consider YouTube as a social media channel. I, I would say for the purpose of this conversation, let's let's look at YouTube as more of a search engine um, than a social media channel. It's a little bit different in my opinion. So we'll talk about um, you know what we consider social media channels. So those ones that I just kind of named off. Um, now, when it comes to B2B and B2C, I think it's pretty commonly accepted. You know, people look at like the, the B2B platforms or options would be like LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, um, and Facebook and Instagram I put together because it's through the same same ad platform. So uh, those are common, the com- more commonly, uh, I guess, sought after platforms. Um, and so the question is, which is better for my business? So <clears throat> there's a couple of variables. Uh, one is, um, your audience, right? Who is your audience? Even though you're B2B, that's still pretty blanketed statement. Um, so we have to understand who your audience, which we can dive into a little bit deeper. Um, and then two, are we talking about paid advertisement or organic advertisement? Because in my opinion, um, the, the channel selection is going to be vastly different, whether you're paying to promote something or you're organically. I think if you're, for example, um, as just a blanket statement, if you're looking to build a following of an engaged 
uh, of an engaged audience uh, and reach decision makers through your organic content, I think LinkedIn in the B2B space is hands down the right answer. If you're looking at reaching a wider audience or reaching your audience um, through paid ads um, and getting specific, getting a good you know CPMs and good cost and those kind of things, I think uh, LinkedIn is behind Facebook and, and Instagram in terms of their targeting capabilities, in terms of the cost. Um, LinkedIn cost is, is a lot higher uh, for those type of ads. Facebook used to be a lot cheaper. It's go, go, going up in cost. I think other brands and companies are figuring it out. Um, and I think there's the changes that, that Facebook had to make to some of their targeting capabilities has, um, I guess, worsened the targeting capabilities and increased the cost. But I still think Facebook and Instagram in terms of reach, reaching your audience and targeting parameters is better for, from a paid perspective. So what we want to do now is dive into, okay, what are you, what are you actually trying to accomplish um, in terms of these ads? So Sam, what are your thoughts on goals and metrics from a, a social media perspective, right? And someone says, hey, what, what channel is best for marketing my, uh, my business? And they're looking at you know, search versus social, and then, you know, getting into, should I do paid and organic? Um, the, one of the first things we do is kind of understand like, well, what are we trying to accomplish, right? So what do you think the goal should be when it comes to social media type campaigns? Well, most, you know, traditional marketers would all immediately say, hey, I need to be able to generate leads because I have revenue targets that I need to hit um, because I need more leads. Um, that's what most marketers would probably quickly run to. But I think, you know, we need to understand kind of how the the purpose behind why people even go to these platforms. And it's, it's usually a more of, you know, hey, they want to consume information, they want to educate themselves, they want to entertain sometimes, and they also want to kind of network with people. So most of the time, they're not actively looking to make a purchase decision, but they're trying to enhance their knowledge, expertise, or even their uh, networks. So with that being the reason why most people are on there, you need to leverage the platform for purposes of purposes that match that. So I would think Mostly engagement and awareness is where I would spend my energy and resources measuring the effectiveness of a social platform than yep. saying, hey, did it generate any leads? Because people would give up quickly if that's the <coughs> end goal that most people are focused on. Right. Yeah, 100% agree. So we talk a lot about if, if you're you're breaking down the funnel, so to speak, and maybe funnel's the, the outdated you know term for that, but just in terms of getting people to your website, right? There's We always look at it in terms of uh, create and capture, right? So creating awareness and demand, capturing existing demand. So typically you put the uh, performance-based campaigns, performance-based metrics underneath that capture, right? So you look at, let's say SEO or Google search, or Google search ads, right? Uh, Google ads. People are actively, you look at the intent of that user, you go to a search engine. And that's why I also put YouTube in that search engine category because uh, when you're actively searching for something, you're typing in a keyword, you're, you're looking for a solution to a problem. You're lo looking for an answer to the question you're looking for. If you go to YouTube, we're talking about in a business sense, you may be looking for something to somebody to explain something to you in a more visual sense, because you want to watch a video or listen to a podcast rather than, you know, read a blog post. So there's more active intent there. Um, so those metrics are different, right? Google search ads, uh, you should be measuring on cost per click, cost per lead, cost per conversion, um, you know, look at your return on investment, all those kind of things. Uh, now you look at the other bucket that we talked about of getting people to your website or generating visibility, creating an awareness and demand. 
it, it's in the name or in the description of what we're talking about awareness, right? Awareness and engagement based metrics. So I think the first mistake a lot of companies make and a lot of marketers make is we try to measure an awareness channel the same as that we try to measure a performance channel, right? So like you mentioned, we look at it and we say, okay, we spent $10,000 last month on Google ads and we got, you know, 500 leads or 50 leads or two leads or whatever the number is, right? It doesn't matter. Then you try to compare that lead number to, okay, well, let's try Facebook ads. So if we spent 10,000 on Google, let's spend 2000 on Facebook. And based on that, we should expect, you know, hundred leads or 200 leads or 20 leads or whatever those metrics are that are in relation. Um, and even if you get those metrics, you're look, you look further in the funnel and every time, you know, the Google leads, even if they cost more, which they probably will, they should, uh, they're going to close at a much higher rate because someone was searching, you know, if you're selling a software and they're searching for, you know, whatever accounting software and they click on your ad and they convert into a free trial of your software, like they were looking for software. If they're scrolling through Facebook and they convert on a Facebook lead, you know, one out of every hundred leads or one out of every 200 leads is going to turn into a demo or a customer. Um, and then you look at that and you say, well, we know the metric one out of every 200 leads. So we just need, you know, we need 2000 leads, right? So we can hit our goal and you just start pumping more money into that. And it's really just by default. Like I, I truly believe that those people that converted on that would have converted if you took a different approach or would have ended up searching. Like you basically just got lucky. They were in market and they converted. So you're just, you just got lucky. Uh, what you really need to look at it as is this is a tool. This is a vehicle for us to, if we're talking about paid ads, right. And we'll talk about organic here in a second, paid ads on social platforms. Um, this provides us the ability to target only our audience, right? So you look at it as if you had a room full of, you know, executives that are your decision makers and you're giving a presentation, right? Or um, probably even a, a, a better, um, you know, example would be like if, if there was one highway, right, that all of your decision makers, all of your target audience, your ICPs, if they only drove to work to and from work on that highway, you can put a billboard there, right? Now, what what would be the idea of that billboard is like we need to capture their attention we need to get them to come to our website later you know and look at more information we need them to know quickly as they drive by like what what is that company what do they do so that maybe later in the office when they're having a meeting about you know accounting software they're like oh well i remember that accounting software like we should check that out right that is the goal of awareness campaign is can we get in front of our audience and so the advantage of a tool like Facebook or LinkedIn or whatever it would be with the ads is their targeting capabilities are such that you know 100% the only people that are going to see those ads are the people that fit your criteria, right? Because you have the ability to target that. So as marketers, that's like the, the biggest hurdle we have to get over is how do we get this in front of our audience, right? So now we have this great platform to get it in front of our audience. And we always want to jump to the bottom of the funnel when we need to look at, okay, the real, the next step is we need to educate them. We need to educate them and, you know, inspire them. Uh, we need to build some brand awareness, brand affinity, get them to know who we are so that when the, we can't try to make a huge jump to, uh, you know, create urgency or move them along in that funnel, we need to just educate them. Uh, in, in that scenario, if you focus on the value of that content or whatever that is, right. Cause the old playbook is we'll create an ebook, um, 
or you know webinar, whatever that is, gate it, show an ad, get a bunch of leads of people who fill out the form on Facebook or LinkedIn. Um, and they're never going to actually open the, you know, ebook that they downloaded or maybe never show up to the webinar. And then we're going to spend, you know, valuable resources of our salespeople to follow up with these people, um, and do it and do it for yourself. Make the phone calls. What they'll say if they convert on a Facebook lead ad is like, I don't remember filling out a form. Who are you? What do you do again? Right. Whereas if you ungate that content and just show as many people as much as possible, because we know their ideal customer profile, right? That would be like that idea, the example, like I said, the people that are in the meeting room, that all your ideal customer profile, and you have the advantage, the, the ability to give them a presentation. Like, wouldn't you want those doors to be open for as many of those people to come in and listen to your presentation? Are they all going to buy? No, but you really would focus on the quality of that presentation um, and positioning yourself as an expert, giving them value, uh, so that the people that were ready would, you know, seek out a, a consultation. The people that aren't ready at the time, maybe they start having those conversations offline. Maybe they bring in other people, and when the time is right, they come back to you. That's really the goal with with social media. So I say all that to say, if we're looking at uh, which channel is best, I would break it down into paid and organic. So when we're talking about paid right now. Um, I think Facebook is probably still the best at, at targeting um, and delivering at a cost-effective price, delivering those ads, right? So if you're looking at serving the ads to your audience um, at the most cost-effective rate, I would say Facebook and Instagram uh, for most B2B industries. Now, it might change depending on what industry you're in, um, but that's what I would look at. But again, first, I would look at the metrics that you're measuring. Engagement metrics, like you like you said, Sam, is it's you know, uh, views, time on site, um, you know, how long are they watching the video, right? If, again, if you're looking at, Hey, I created a video, I want to show the CEOs of manufacturing companies with, you know, 10 million or hundred million plus or whatever that, whatever that is in terms of your prospect fit, uh, matrix or your ideal customer profile. If you've set that targeting, right. Even if it was, if the number was 10, right? If you had 10 people watch a 30 minute video all the way through and all 10 of those people were CEOs of, you know, your, your audience, like the exact person you're trying to show it to, like, to me, that's a success, right? Um, and then you're testing metrics around the, the messaging, the actual, <clears throat> the content that you have, uh, the, the imagery or the, the creatives on the actual ad, all those kind of things and not focusing on how many leads, you know, leads can we generate uh, at the most cost-effective price. So that's yeah. what I would say on the, on the paid side. Yeah, and I think one thing I wanted to go back, you know, I know you mentioned earlier about, you know, this whole concept of awareness. And I think um, sometimes we're also assuming that people are already aware mm -hmm. of a problem too. And I know we touch on this buyer journey a lot in our prior episodes, but, you know, especially if you're using social platforms and they're in a passive uh, co content consumption mode and just browsing with no real, you know, sometimes the yeah, other is probably some purpose, but oftentimes just looking, right? And, and if, they, if there is a way to catch their attention and speak to their pain and actually make them aware of their pain and teach them how to articulate the problem that they have, you've kind of done the job of, you know, getting their interest. So I think a lot of times marketers do forget the, the purpose behind you know, some of these platforms, like we were saying earlier too, like don't, don't look at it as 
a conversion opportunity immediately, but can we use this channel to reach my target, you know, target audience? Going back to what you said, hey, do my the you know my audience are they even on this platform in the first place? If they are, can I use this platform to reach my audience and get them to understand, you know, and articulate the problem that they have in the organization? Because if they become problem aware, then pain becomes super obvious, and then they would actively go looking for a solution. And if you are the one to introduce them to the problem and help them describe that problem, right? And articulate the issues that they're dealing with, they're more likely to go to you to find the solution than trying to find an alternative. Yeah, that's a great point. And um, I would almost, yeah, say when we when we said, hey, you got to figure out who your audience is, maybe even a step further and look in the mirror, like what are we selling them? Uh, because the, the more uh, innovative probably your product or solution is, um, meaning you're creating a new product category, you've created something, an alternative way to do something. Um, the more innovative that is, the more need there is to focus on awareness. And just like you said, sometimes you have to start with awareness around the problem before you introduce awareness around the solution. Hey, thanks for listening. Solomon here. Are you frustrated because you're not getting enough inbound leads? You're worried that the leads that you're getting are not qualified, or maybe you're disappointed in the conversion rate from the leads to customers, right? It's really, really low. Well, I got good news for you. I talk to business owners every single day. You're not alone. All right. Business go through this when there is a lack of strategy sometimes, uh, maybe the approach isn't appropriate for your situation, or sometimes you got all of those things right, but it was just poor execution. I'll tell you what, head over to oneims.com and fill out one of our forms, talk to one of our consultants. That's all we do. We talk to business owners day in and day out. Share with us your challenges and see if we're a fit, right? See if we can find you a solution to your growing pains. You know, our hope here at OneIMS, and especially with this podcast, is to give you the tools, the technology, the ideas, the strategies, everything we possibly can for you to succeed. All right, so thank you for listening and let's get back to our topic for the day. So again, look at what you're trying to accomplish and just break it down. Sometimes it's a little bit more common sense than it is tools and buzzwords like ABM and you know all these kind of things. It's like, again, Okay, we set the criteria for our targeting. Does this match who we're trying to get in front of? Yes. Okay, what are we trying to do? Well, we need to educate them around a, a problem in the industry that maybe they don't necessarily know. Um, what's going to be the best way to do that? Is that you know some sort of an infographic? Is that a um, is that a conversation that needs to happen? Is that a webinar? Is that a training? Is that an animated video? what's going to be the best way for them to to understand this problem is that first you know first party data for example maybe you do some sort of industry research that says you know uh again go back to let's say manufacturing companies you know uh 75 of you know cnc machining companies are uh you know overspending on material x y and z because of this right like you have to introduce a problem you can't just give your solution and they don't necessarily see a need for it, right? So, yeah, and I can give a, a real example. I mean, we're obviously a B2B organization and we buy a lot of B2B stuff. Mm -hmm. And one of the problems that we had, which we were aware of it, but we weren't really uh, in, you know, we weren't really actively looking for it. One being us producing a lot of content, working remotely with multiple team members, 
to create content, you know, uh, edit the content, review it, approve it, publish it, promote it. There's so much that goes into getting just one episode of, let's say, a podcast, and we create all, all sorts of other content. And because of the distributed workforce that works on the content, we, we were running into issues with having to deal with, you know, template, you know, sending in chats and asking, hey, what did you say? Where did you want to edit? What yeah. to cut? But, you know, we were able to see an Instagram ad that basically kind of spoke, spoke to that pain and, and saw uh, a specific platform that actually told us like, hey, if you're you know, working with a distributed workforce and you need to have a, you know, standardized and systemized ways to organize and manage and edit your videos, then try using the software. And they introduced, uh, introduced us to the problem that we were already kind of aware of, but we're actively looking for it. Yeah, we were experiencing a problem, but we couldn't put our finger on what it was. Yeah, it's a perfect example. And I think there's things that are happening external forces like you know obviously covid then caused a lot of people to go remote and then it's kind of shifted and blended the way that we have this remote you know hybrid workforce um and so these there's new problems that are arising maybe problems that always existed but the pain wasn't big enough because in that scenario you could walk down the hall and talk to somebody at the desk right like the pain wasn't big enough it's becoming bigger but there's still there's a big enough problem, but not enough awareness and to have existing demand. Mm -hmm. So that's a perfect example of like, if you're just focused on performance-based channels, Google search ads, SEO, there might not be enough search volume uh, for you to grow, right? At the rate that you're wanting to grow. Uh, so you have to look at other channels, awareness channels. Um, and sometimes it's an easy push, right? It's highlighting that one problem, like you just explained and say, wow, this is something I need to take a look at. Um, sometimes it takes, uh, you know, a long time. I mean, we, we talk about, you know, ABM and, uh, you know, uh, let's, if you just look at the software space, ABM, um, <clears throat> sales cadence and sales sequences and all those kind of things, like there's plenty of tools that are out there that you and I know what those tools are and what they do. And we've never used them, right? Mm -hmm. Because they're, it's awareness based campaigns, but I guarantee you, if we, if we said, okay, Hey, we need to go purchase, uh, if we've decided as a company, if a company said we need to go purchase an ABM technology, they're going to go, you're going to go and reach out to a company like Terminus, right? Well, how does that, how does that show up in anybody's mm -hmm. attribution report? Right? Uh, because, we just have talked about it. You know about it. You've seen them. You know what they do. They've done a good enough job of getting in front of the right people and educating them. Um, and then when the time is right, people come back to them. So it takes a little bit longer, but when done effectively, you accomplish what you're looking for as marketing, which is developing and delivering bottom of the funnel leads to your salespeople, right? The more you push that funnel up to the top and generate top of the funnel leads, um, the more frustration you're going to build between the sales department and marketing, because they're, again, you're following up with Facebook conversions that no one's like, they don't even remember filling it out, those kind of things. So just focus on what you're trying to do uh, at which stage of that buyer's journey, which again, sounds very simple, but for whatever reason is, is lost when it comes to the execution and people get nervous about the lack of leads <laughs> in the pipeline or the cost of the leads. Um, in the short term and sacrifice that long term. And when you mentioned Terminus, I mean, obviously, demand base and Terminus and those companies actually define the word uh, ABM or account based marketing. And even though people have always done uh, account based selling, right, they've already done right. it. But in the marketing arena, they kind of coined the term, educated the market, created themselves a category, made their brand to be the go to platform of choice. Right. 
if you're in the market space. And they've done that mostly through education and awareness more than um, just focusing heavily on uh, capturing the demand. And right. when I, you know, to go back to my original example, we didn't even know how to describe the software that would do that. We, we didn't have a term for it to even go look for it, right? So they had to like educate us, hey, yeah, there is define a category, a problem. Define, yeah. here's how you solve it. And then we're like, well, this is exactly <laughs> what we need. We're not going yeah. back to Google at that point sometimes, right? We're just Googling, <laughs> right. find the trial of the software essentially. Yeah. And um, those are extreme examples and not to make the the whole, you know, the podcast about a terminus, but, you know, obviously we, we look at it as, you know, account-based marketing is a, a philosophy and a methodology is not a software. Um, just as, you know, inbound marketing is a philosophy and a methodology is not HubSpot, right? HubSpot technology is not, inbound inbound is a is a way that you're going about your your you know your business your marketing everything right so um but what they've done is exactly like you said is made that term synonymous with their technology and that's that's what they're trying to accomplish right and so really for in that scenario again this is an extreme example but it's like if you're practicing abm and you're talking about abm and you're adapting abm it's a win for a company like Terminus, even if you don't use their software, right? Mm-hmm. Because you're you're growing the awareness and the the um, mind share. I guess the, yeah. Well, it's like the the you're turning the you're educating the entire marketing community and making that the standard, which it should be, right? All marketing should be account based marketing because you're always marketing to your personas, your accounts, right? Uh, and all they're allowing you to do is like now everyone's doing marketing the right way some of them are going to buy our software. Like that's literally what, what the model is. Um, and it, it's been effective. So, uh, again, maybe we're, uh, digressing a little bit here, but when you go back to social and you look at paid, I think you have to change your metrics, um, that you're measuring and making sure that you're measuring them uh, appropriately for the channel and the people that are in the channel. Social media is a passive channel, uh, compared to an active intent search channel like Google. Um, so I just look at that first. Um, so the other thing I want to look at is organic. So I would actually probably have the opposite answer when you talk about organic social, like if people say which social media is the channel is the best for B2B paid, um, as of right now for most businesses, I would say again, Facebook, Instagram has the best reach, um, social or organic social, uh, meaning you're, you're posting organically, you're communicating, you're messaging, you're commenting, um, LinkedIn is by far the best channel, in my opinion, because, uh, I mean, it's literally a business channel. People are there they're with their job titles, the companies they work for. So uh, back to that idea of account-based marketing, right? If you're trying to target key accounts, you're trying to spark conversations, uh, what better way than, you know, posting topics, sharing articles, commenting on people's, uh, you know, you can literally start a conversation with your ideal customer if they posted an article about something they're doing, you can comment right underneath that and you know they will see it, right? So again, change your metrics of what you're measuring. Like, are you generating leads? Um, Where I'm not advocating for just cold messaging people and, um, you know, connecting with a million people and just like trying to in-mail them, all those kind of things. Like, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about creating uh, original content, creating conversations and building a following um, within your audience, basically positioning yourself as a, a thought leader in that space. Uh, again, if you look at what you're trying to do from a marketing perspective, do the people that 
do your customers know who you are, right? That's really what you're trying to accomplish. Do your customers know who you are and what you do? Um, and if, if you want to do that organically on social, I think there's not a better channel than LinkedIn, in my opinion. Yeah. And I think, like you said, you know, a lot of times if, if the metrics are in, you know, if, if you don't agree on what the metrics of success is early on, you get discouraged very early, uh, very quickly as well. Because if you're focused yeah. on getting sales and conversions and not seeing that to be the outcome of all your time and energy invested, then you're going to give up quickly and say social media is useless and nobody should spend their time on it. Very quickly. And, and it's not just you, your entire organization has to be bought into an idea like that, even more so than paid. Paid, you're gonna you can pay for scale and for volume. So you can even if let's say you're a, a mark, you know, director of marketing and your boss doesn't isn't quite bought in, I think you can pay for the traffic, pay for the awareness to say, like, hey, look, we made this video, it had five thousand views, like that was a success, right? That's it's much harder to justify, hey, I spent three hours a day posting and creating content on LinkedIn and connecting with people and commenting on their posts. And uh, I've been doing that for a month and nothing has happened, right? (laughs) Nothing of, of, you know, nothing worth reporting has happened. Um, But it takes time. I mean, that's, I mean, anything on social media, anybody that has a a big following, if you just look at, you know, the Gary V's of the world, those kind of things like started with one tweet, right? Uh, They didn't have a million visitors or a million followers rather uh, at the beginning. It took a long time. Uh, and again, it goes back to you have to be providing something of value. You cannot just go through the motions when it comes to social media, just as you can't go through the motions when it comes to blogging and SEO. It's like you can't say, okay, all you have to do is create content around this topic. Okay, great. But there's so many people creating content on that topic. Your content has to be better than theirs or of value or, uh, you know, you have to kind of find your niche of what you're talking about and and do something different or better than what everyone else is doing. So uh, the metrics for that, I mean, each platform provides their own kind of metrics and LinkedIn provides some metrics around that. But I would look at social media for organic. um, And I actually would probably take that a step further. I think it's more effective to post on personal pages on LinkedIn um, and social media than it would be to come from a business page. I mean, you see that examples all the time. Like if you look at, uh, you know, follow, like I mentioned, Gary Vee, like you have a guy like Gary Vee has millions of followers. You go to his, uh, you know, Vayner media and it's like, you know, a couple hundred thousand or whatever. I mean, it's nothing to, you know, laugh at, but it's not, it's not the same. I mean, you look at Tim Cook and Apple and, you know, when Steve Jobs was alive and all this kind of things, like those guys have way more follow. I mean, look at Elon Musk, right? I guarantee we could pull it up, you know, right now and look at Elon Musk followers versus Tesla's followers. Right. Uh, I mean, it's probably 10 times the amount. So, uh, there's a lot, people want to follow people and it's more personal on social media. Social media is again, personal and kind of engagement platform. So it's a social platform. It's literally called social media. So, uh, I think that would be, I would take it a step further and say for organic, it's better to leverage LinkedIn and it's better to use a personal profile. Um, either yourself, if you're the marketer or CEO or VP of sales or whoever is the person you want it to be. Ideally, multiple people at the organization, everyone at the organization, but uh, understand to get that kind of buy-in and commitment is difficult as a marketing department. So I would start with your own social media department or your own social media uh, profile um, and try to build a following there. Uh, I also think that's going to stress an extra level of importance on the 
the content because when you're posting it on from your own behalf, uh, you want the content to be really, really good, right? Because it's the reflection of you. Uh, whereas I think people will post just about anything from their company page because it's not as as personal. So mm-hmm. I think that's kind of uh, a little bit of a, I guess, uh, inside tip on on how to create better content is when you're when you're held personally responsible for that. Any thoughts on uh, on organic social? Any insights there, Sam? Yeah, I mean, I think like I was saying earlier, um, just commit to you know consistency uh, without ever having to um, worry about outcome being sales and leads, because I think that's the that's the thing, right? Because uh, uh, you know choose to give add value, right? Choose to provide value. And, and then when you provide enough value, people who actually trust and value what your expertise are would choose to do business with you sometime in the future. But th- that shouldn't be the primary focus of being on yeah. any of these social platforms, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think as marketing and digital marketing in general, we need to focus more on the, the kind of the macro outcome in general um, versus each individual campaign. But certainly when we talk about you know awareness type campaigns and capture type campaigns or performance campaigns um definitely there right i mean you can look at uh, again a cost per lead or cost per conversion on google ads at the micro level Um, but i still think in general uh let's say you ignore those those like you said lead numbers and those kind of things for social overall if you look at it you know year over year you can look at those macro you know, things again, it's like, how much do we spend as a marketing department? How many qualified opportunities do we, do we hand to the, the sales team? What is the pipeline velocity? What is the average, um, you know, deal size or average customer value? Those kind of things can be measured because you're impacting that, right? You're ultimately, you're, you're marketing to everybody uh, in your audience through channels like social media. And that impacts all stages of the, the funnel or the buyer's journey, whether that's hundred percent trackable or, um, you know, looking at the attribution. Uh, and I, I think, you know, that's why you see, you know, com- B2C companies, e-commerce companies have done this for a long time. Right. But if you look at like, um, when you fill out a form, you would see like, where, how did you hear about us? Right. And initially that was, I think probably put in place because the tracking wasn't there. It's like, well, if you have the right tracking in place, you should know that this person came from Facebook ad or this person came from Google search or organic search or whatever or trade show, uh, because we have the right tracking in place. But I think now marketers are realizing like there's so much shift that happens and so much that happens offline and conversations have happened, um, that you put that in there for those to prove that point of like, Hey, we invested this money on social media last year and now they came back and converted on a Google ad and direct conversion on a branded search campaign And that attribution in that report in, you know, Salesforce or HubSpot is going to go to Google search. But if you had that form or you asked that person on the call, when you talk to them, how did you hear about us? They might've said like, Oh, I follow you guys on social media or I saw an ad or whatever. Um, and I had a real life example of this. Um, I guess two days ago, uh, I was, you know, talking to a, a client or prospect and, um, the, it was the exact same thing. A conversion was organic search or direct traffic in the, in the report is where it looked like they came from. And I had a conversation. She said that, um, they had done research back in the summer, earlier the summer had already done the research, compiled the list, you know, physically wrote it down. Right. And then now is coming back and going directly to our website. So it looks like a direct search 
or an organic search for our brand name and coming to our website in that attribution report, but they had done research in the past, right? And so that's happening all the time, whether you want to believe it or not. And so how do we, as marketers, again, influence that? Uh, We need to spread the word, you know, a lot, um, a lot further on in, in the funnel earlier on in the process, but not expect them to convert until they're ready and stop focusing so much on those short-term uh, attribution reports and conversion metrics. So um, I would say to summarize this, if you just wanted to skip to the end of the you know 40 minutes, um, if, you're, if you're a B2B company, which social media channel is the best for you? Um, <clears throat> I think it's unique for each individual company, but as a blanket statement, I would say paid, your best channel is gonna be Facebook and Instagram because of the targeting capabilities. Organic, um, I think your best course of action is through individual employee pages, uh, focusing on organic social on LinkedIn, building a following, building a community, starting uh, conversations there. So that's, again, as a blanket statement, I think there's other unique ways and maybe we have some other podcasts around it. I've seen other companies building uh, basically groups in Facebook and groups in LinkedIn, which is, is certainly interesting and in starting conversations and communities there. Uh, but as a blanket statement, uh, paid, I would I would look at Facebook and Instagram. Organic, I would look at at LinkedIn. Anything else you want to add to that? No, I think that's All pretty right. much it. And I think the just agreeing on the K- KPIs, right? What how what success looks like, and agreeing on yep. that from very early. That's on. That's the first thing. Yeah. yeah. Who who are you actually targeting? What are you selling? And what are we measuring? Uh, if you're not on the same page with your entire you know marketing organization or even up the CEO level. Um, you're going to kind of be doomed from the beginning, but yep. I a hundred percent agree. So hopefully you guys enjoyed the podcast. Uh, if you did give us a like subscribe, uh, wherever you listen to podcasts, YouTube, um, you know, Apple, uh, iTunes, if you're Apple podcasts, if you're listening on Spotify, uh, give us a like, uh, give us a comment, give us a subscribe. It, it really helps us. And if there's a topic that you want us to cover any questions that you have, um, you can, uh, comment on the YouTube channel or you can submit, uh, an email. Uh, if you go to yms.com slash podcast, we have a form there as well as an email address that you can send in your questions. So we appreciate you guys uh, listening and uh, stay tuned for the next episode. All right. So if you enjoyed this episode, here are five things that you could do to help us. Number one, make sure you click that subscribe button so you never miss another show. Number two, share this with a friend that you know needed to hear this. And three, leave us a comment. We love hearing your thoughts, your ideas, things that you've learned so others can learn from you. And four, if you have a topic that you'd like us to cover, let us know so we can put that in our notes and share our insight All right, for our next episode or the one after that. And finally, you guys, join other growth marketers, head over to oneims.com and check out all the resources that we have made just for you. I'm talking guides, webinars, blogs, videos, anything that could help you become a growth marketer. All right. So thanks a lot for joining us this week on the Growth Marketers Podcast, and I will see you next time.